0: This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey there, on this Wednesday, 13th day of September, 2023, Dan Grasa Show. We are live and in a living colors. We hit the middle of the week here on 98.7 ESPN, 800 That is the telephone number. We've got Joe. We've got Harvey. We're taking it right up until 9 o'clock. And then we'll hand things off to Gordon and Larry right here on 98.7. You can get me on Twitter at Dan Grosset, G-R-A-C-A, is back to work for the local football teams. Jets getting ready for the Dallas Cowboys, beginning life after Aaron Rodgers, of course. It'll be Zach Wilson who will be in the saddle when the Jets take on the boys coming up on Sunday. Giants trying to pick up the pieces after their shellacking at the hands of those Dallas Cowboys last Sunday night. They're going to move on to Arizona and We'll talk plenty about the Giants a little bit later on in the program, of course, and what they need to do to kind of steady the ship a little bit, because anything less than a victory, in my opinion, would be completely unacceptable when you're talking about this football team and what they may or may not be for the upcoming season, because what you saw last Sunday, I mean, look, you might be worse than the Dallas Cowboys, you might not be as good of a football team, but you can't go out there and lose 40 to nothing. That, 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 no way, no how. You just can't do it. So a lot at stake for this giant football team here. And yeah, you don't want to say necessarily a week two game is considered a must win. But I think that it falls pretty close into that category because this team can ill afford to go out there and show you another uninspired performance like he got in week number one. So we'll save all that stuff a little later. We'll do a little baseball as well. And I'll tell you, one of the trades, one of the many trades that the Mets ended up making at the deadline, starting to look better and better with each passing day. We'll talk about that as we move forward. Through this program here, but, 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 we start with a message. We start with a message, and it comes from our fallen hero. Number eight Aaron Rodgers has surfaced. We have heard from QB1. Now, he was only QB1 for four plays. That's right. That's right. This is a message. From your leader on Instagram, Aaron Rodgers, thank you to every person that has reached out, called, texted, DM'd, connected through a friend, etc. It's amazing how many different ways you could reach people nowadays. It has meant a ton to me, and I'll try and get back to all of you soon. And then a couple of emojis, one was a heart and the other is the little face with the the eyes welling up. I'm completely heartbroken and moving through all of the emotions, but deeply touched and humbled by the support and love. And then a broken heart emoji. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers as I begin the healing process today. And then you have the hands like you're praying emoji and the heart. The night is darkest before the dawn. Crank this up, Harvey, crank it up! The night is darkest before the dawn, and I shall rise yet again. Proud of my guys, one and oh. And then the jet plane emoji. That is the leader. That is number eight. That is QB1. He might not be out there on the field, but he is very much Still a part of this organization. There you go. You want a coach? You want a mentor? You want an Obi-Wan Kenobi? You got one, unfortunately, for the remainder of this season. And that was all the talk, right, over the last couple of days as we begin to process, like, how does this happen? What's the fallout going to be? And Rob Sala, when he met the media earlier today, down at Florham Park, was asked specifically about the future of one Aaron Rodgers.
1: I haven't gone down that road with him. I mean, I'd be shocked if this is the way he's going to go out, but at the same time, for him, he's working through a whole lot of things that he needs to deal with, and that will be the last thing i talked talk to him about.
0: So there you go. Robert Sala says, I'd be shocked if this is how he goes out. I echo those thoughts last night. The quarterback himself. I shall rise yet again. Now, look, that doesn't mean he's going to play football necessarily, but I think that dangling that carrot out there is probably what he would like the fans and the media and the public to sort of just believe and assume is that his NFL career is not over. Now, look, the rehab is going to stink. It's going to be extremely tedious probably, and you're going to have to wait almost 365 days just to get back to that week one moment again. And earlier today, the Jets posted a video, a little like 30 second snippet, which you could see in one Jets drive, which is going to air tomorrow night, by the way, on all the Jets platforms, I believe at eight o'clock, maybe, don't quote me on that, but you know where to find it. And there's a video with some ACDC underneath of Rogers running out of the tunnel and the camera's trailing him. And that's my buddy, Dan Spakowski over at the Jets who shot it. Dan's great at what he does, of course. Roger's running out of that tunnel in slow motion, waving the American flag, and it looks like a freaking movie. It looks like a movie that you run to the box office to see. Except this movie, unfortunately, only lasted four plays. It wasn't one of those, like, you know, Oppenheimer three-hour jobs. No, this was four plays. It was quick. But it was still a good movie. But you got to wait until week one of next year, unfortunately, to have that happen again. So you can pretty much just pencil it down. Whatever that first Monday night of the regular season is going to be next year. I mean, if I'm a betting man, pretty safe assumption that if Rodgers is going to be under center again for the Jets, you know, we should make plans. You and I get together Monday night football probably again in 2024 to open the season with the New York Jets. Because it's essentially going to be like Aaron Rodgers debut all over again. Because He didn't really get much of it this time around. Whether that's going to be the Sunday night, the Monday night, whatever. It's probably going to be prime time. Because I don't think the appeal is going to change in any way, shape, or form. So now you begin to move past what happened on Monday. As difficult as it may be for some. But now you've got a season. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Nobody's going to cancel the season. You've still got 16 more games. Remember, the NFL is generous. They give you an extra game now. You play 17 instead of 16. You've got 16 more opportunities to see this thing through. They're not going to cancel any of the games. And you know, starting Sunday with the Dallas Cowboys, is that they're not going to feel sorry for you. They don't care that Aaron Rodgers ain't playing. Good for them. They're happy. They'd much rather face Zach Wilson than Aaron Rodgers. Right? Aaron Rodgers has gone into that building how many times in one playoff games and ripped the hearts out of the Dallas Cowboys. One less problem that they're going to have to solve coming up on Sunday. They're fine with that. And they're going to want to beat you exactly the same. But the Jets got enough talent in this room to win. They've got enough good players on this roster to still accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Now, look, take some of the sting out of it, of course. Would Rodgers not be in there? Absolutely. Does he give you a better chance to win on the surface than, let's say, the guy who's now going to be under center? Yeah, for sure. I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. Zach Wilson's got a lot of proving to do. And everybody in the organization has spoke glowingly about what he's done over the last several months and how he came back a different player in year number three than what he walked out the door at the end of year number two. You want to call it maturation? You know, I'm sure that there were some fences that needed to be mended in that locker room with everything that transpired down the stretch of the season. And a lot of people in that room may be shifting their support to Mike White, who's now wearing a Miami Dolphins uniform, of course. But now the training wheels are off again. And now it's Zach Wilson's show. And I got to be honest with you. Yeah, you'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. I mean, Jets basically told you as much. That's why they went out there and got him. If Zach Wilson didn't have the season he had last year... Aaron Rodgers probably not on this team. But that's the reality facing this club right now. And Robert Salah, for one, earlier today saying they believe in the guy who was just the number two overall pick in the draft a couple of years ago.
1: Everyone's in really great spirits. I'll speak for the locker room. Everyone believes in themselves and we believe we have a really good football team. Like I've said before, we've got a championship defense, we've got great skill guys on offense. We've got an O line that's continuing the gel and we've got a lot of faith in Zach. People forget that he was five and one before the bye week and before half the offense was decimated with injuries from a year ago. So got a lot of faith in the group that we got.
0: Like I said, you're not gonna roll over. You're not gonna hide in the closet or something and say we don't wanna go out there and play the rest of the season because we're scared. You got games to play. And there is a formula to win football games as this roster is presently constituted, right? You got a defense which is elite. Elite. Featuring the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, by the way, in Jordan Whitehead. You got a special teams unit, which is pretty darn good, I might say. They won you the game on Monday night, courtesy of the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week in Xavier Gibson. And you got an offense. That has two really, really talented running backs. And oh, by the way, in just a couple of carries on Monday night, Brees Hall reminded everybody, hey guys, I'm here, I'm good. Remember me? And Dalvin Cook has accomplished a few things in this league as well. You got weapons on the outside. You see Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is special. What did we say last night? 17 is special. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. McCall Hardman didn't even see the field the other night. Didn't get any offensive snaps whatsoever, and Robert Sala was asked about that today, and he attributed it to, well, once Aaron went out of the game, they had to pivot and go with a little bit of a different approach offensively. As I said last night, they played a lot of 13 personnel, so you had three tight ends out on the field, at least two tight ends, and it was really predicated on blocking and get the running game going more than anything else, and Hardman was a casualty there but you expect him to at least get some snaps here this week because, you know what? The guy's got speed. The guy's got some jets. He can affect games. You got tight ends that all bring something different to the field. Conklin's got a tremendous skill set when it comes to catching passes. C.J. Uzama is a weapon in the passing game. Also pretty good when it comes to the run blocking. And Jeremy Ruckert is an ascending second-year tight end, who, by the way, was graded out, if you believe in such things, with the pro football focus and whatnot and the next-gen stats. Jeremy Ruckert was graded out as the number one pass-blocking tight end in week one in all the National Football League. It's my guy. And he got an offensive line that is just trying to build that cohesion a little bit. Right? These five guys, the first time they played together was Monday night. Because somebody was also nursing a bump or a bruise or a something over the course of the offseason in training camp. They have to work through that. That's not going to happen overnight. If they could stay healthy... That's a group that you could win with. So when you look at this quarterback, there is enough to work with. You got enough pieces of the orchestra to where the conductor could go up there and create a symphony. I understand the fans are skeptical. I understand that the media has doubts. Because what has the guy shown you in a couple of years? Inconsistency more than anything else. Somebody called up last night. I don't remember who it was. And if you were the one that called up, I apologize that I forgot your name. But they asked, like, what was Zach Wilson's best moment so far in the NFL? You know, and I said the one that jumps out to me was the Buffalo game last year. That was the best game he played. And then I mentioned the Tennessee game when he was a rookie. And then I was thinking about that a little bit as I was driving home last night. And then the game that I left out, ironically enough, one of the other games that I thought he played very, very well in, and the Jets ended up losing was the wacko Antonio Brown game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers his rookie year, which was, I think, January 2nd of that season. Jets lost the game, and they had a lead late in the fourth quarter. And then Tom Brady took him right down the field, and he picked on poor, um, what was his name, the safety who went to West Point, Austin Riley? Was that his name? Not Austin Riley. Something Riley. What the hell's his name? I apologize. You know what? That's my bad. What was his name? Elijah Riley. Thank you, Joe Leo. Good dude, by the way, too. Like I said, West Point. Elijah Riley. And Tom Brady picked on him. You know, Tom Brady has had a lot of defensive backs for lunch over the course of his career. Especially ones that were lacking in experience. So, you know what? I thought Zach played really, really well that day, too. But he didn't have a victory to show for it. And all anybody remembers from that game was what happened with Antonio Brown. So, there have been moments. And, you know, I even go back to Monday night. And usually, and God's honest truth, I have not even gone back and watched the game from Monday night. I still can't bring myself to do it. I can't. Because I know what happened four plays in. Even though it was exciting. You know what I mean? And eventually I'll go back and, and, and watch through it again probably before this week. But no first team reps in practice this week for this guy. Coming into that environment against that team, that defense, guy was 14-21. to Okay, you could say that, well, he didn't push the ball down the field, he didn't throw any passes over 20 yards, and on and on and on. Okay, that might be true. But remember, last year, the easy routine throws were a challenge for this guy. Remember what it was like watching him trying to throw a screen pass? He couldn't even do that. But he threw a nice one to Dalvin Cook on Monday night, which set him free for a big gain. Even Rob Salas said it today. You know what? The the routine, the easy, it's not looking hard anymore for this guy, which is, okay, you expect that from an NFL quarterback, but he was 14 to 21 on Monday night, completed two thirds of his passes. I went back and I looked it up. That's the second highest completion percentage he has had in a game in his career. Ironically enough, the only one that was higher was against those Buffalo Bills last year at MetLife Stadium. So the two best games he's had completion percentage-wise against Buffalo, same opponent. But my point is, no reps in practice, probably for two weeks, right? Once they started game, once the preseason ended and they went away for Labor Day and they came back from the Labor Day holiday weekend and they started game planning and preparing for the Buffalo Bills, Zach Wilson wasn't getting first-team reps. It was Aaron Rodgers... 100% 100% of the time. So for him to go out there and do what he did without even really factoring into the game plan, I think you give the guy credit for that. Now, the game plan is going to be centered around him entirely. He's going to have all the first team reps in practice. He should feel extremely comfortable with what they want to run. And hopefully, Nathaniel Hackett and company, which I know that they'll do, are going to tailor it to his strong suits. There are enough pieces on this football team to win football games. Right? There is enough to work with. So I understand that it stings and it's deflating and you don't have Aaron Rodgers and all your hopes and dreams are gone. I get it. You know, the networks are probably crying in their soup over the last two days. The NBCs and the ESPNs and, hell, even Amazon Prime Video because they wanted the Jets in these standalone primetime slots because of Aaron Rodgers. But you're still going to get a good football team if you keep them in those slots because you got a defense which is elite. Special teams are pretty damn good, and I think the offense could be sneakily effective. This team could still make the playoffs. But, yeah, it's going to hinge on the quarterback. We'll find out how much he's grown, how much he's learned, how much he's matured. And we start to get our answers on Sunday at 425. 225 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Buddle me. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. A lot of football tonight. Jets Giants start to look ahead to week two. Sprinkle in a little bit of baseball as well.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Before we get to the phone calls, last night we talked a lot about the symmetry, the unfortunate symmetry between what happened to Aaron Rodgers, of course, and Vinny Testaverdi. Former Jet quarterback 24 years ago, Popped his Achilles tendon, non-contact injury, that's the difference, uh, over at the old Giants stadium there. And the Jets' hopes and dreams of 1999 were dashed in the second quarter of the opening game. Well, Vinny, remember he was on with us on the pregame show on Monday, but this morning he was on with Dave and Rick in the morning and got into a little bit about what the rehab process is going to be like for Aaron Rodgers now moving forward.
2: You know, as far as the, the rehab goes, it wasn't too too tough. Just, you know, it was very tedious uh, just every day, all day long, trying to get in the training room with the, the team, the doctors and physicians and the trainers, and uh, just getting the treatment so it heals up. It just It's going to take time. It's a tendon that has to heal back together. And, uh, you know, for Aaron, I think he'll, uh, as long as, as there's no other issues, he'll heal 100%. He'll be back to 100%. He'll lose some strength. He won't be able to jump as high or maybe, uh, you know, explode out of the blocks as fast when he's running, but uh, he'll be able to do a lot of the same things. And the one good thing about the Achilles on his left foot opposed to the right is that he'll be able to drop back in the pocket and step up off of his right foot, which uh, will be as strong as ever because he, he didn't injure that one. So if you're going to do one as a quarterback, you want to do the left one. That's why I say he'll be as good as ever when he comes back.
0: Well, look, it's, it, it's, it's a process, and I think Vinny used the word tedious because he can't speed it up. Right? You might feel good to go. You might feel like you're good to go, you know, let's say as early as March. But the crappy part about the NFL calendar is, is that you got to wait till September to play a game. You know. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers would be itching to maybe even get more work in the preseason next August. Right? If he's coming off of the injury, maybe he wants to try it out a little bit more because it's the first time he's ever experienced something like this. I mean, that, this is what we're talking about now, guys. Preseason. Next year. When we just got done with it now. Unreal. What did Vinny see at MetLife on Monday with Aaron? shocked when it happened. You know, uh, I was at the game I've
2: been uh, Woody Johnson's suite. He invited me as the honorary captain. That's why I was there. A lot of excitement, a lot of expectations for this team this year going to the Super Bowl as it was in 99 for our team because we just had come off of a game in Denver in 98 losing the AFC Championship game. So people were uh, talking about us going to the Super Bowl. So the expectations were high. First game of the year, go to uh, try and recover a fumble uh, and I go step forward and Mike Killy snaps, and uh, that was the end of my season. And obviously, the team went on to go eight and eight, didn't win Super Bowl, so it was a disappointing year. You know, I'm sitting there in the box and sweet with Woody, and uh, we see Aaron get hurt, and it was uh, just brought back a lot of bad memories for me.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. A lot of Jet fans too. Um, same thing, Vin. And. You know, there's been a lot made over the last couple of days, too, about the turf and whether you blame the synthetic turf if it was on grass. Look, it's football. It, it happens. It wasn't a non-contact injury. All right? If it was a non-contact like what happened to Vinny, you could say, oh, well, then that's a direct result of the turf. Right? J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens. He tours Achilles on Sunday. Baltimore plays on natural grass. It can happen anytime, anywhere. It just stinks. It's a part of the game. Right when Brees Hall ripped up his knee last year in Denver, natural grass, right? He guys came and swarmed to tackle him. Knee went in awkward direction. They don't guys in the NFL. They don't ask permission while they're trying to drag you to the ground and rip your head off. You know, as they're bringing you down, they say, "Oh, are is, are your feet flexible enough? Are they not going to get planted into the turf?" Okay, now we're going to bring you down. Doesn't work that way. They don't ask permission. It stinks, but you sign up for that when you play football unfortunately. All right, let's get to a phone call here. Ira Staten Island's going to play leadoff first on 98.7. Hello, Ira. How are you?
3: Hey, good uh, good evening, Dan. And, you know, there was uh, two things. First of all, Vinny's uh, comments about his left foot, you know, he's so right. If I recall correctly, Marino Torres is right. And after he came back, I mean, he still was great. Yep. But you could see it it altered his throwing. He was never able to plant that foot. So, you know, so that's a good thing. I love the news you just gave about Rogers. I'm very happy to hear that. And you know what? For the Cowboys and Zach, you know what? A lot of this now, I, I think Hackett, I think Zach has an advantage here. Uh, no disrespect to LaFleur. He was in overset. Hackett's been around for a long time. I, I think Zach has a, a better chance with possibly Hackett getting him comfortable and a game plan to face guys like the Cowboys in the past the following week and I think you may see different results. I'm not saying they're gonna go beat the Cowboys, but but he has improved in the short game. You know he has a good long game. It's the intermediate stuff, and when they take away the first read, and that's something that he just is gonna have to grow into that. But I, I got to give him a little bit of a plus. I think Hackett is going to make him feel a lot more comfortable than the previous offensive coordinator.
0: It, I, I, don't, Ira, I don't think it's even close, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, and, and I thank you for the phone call because, remember, two years ago, in 2021, Zach Wilson was a rookie. Robert Sala was a rookie head coach. Mike LaFleur was a rookie offensive coordinator. That's not a recipe for success traditionally when you're talking about pro football. Now, remember... Jets also had Greg Knapp on the coaching staff. He was the passing game coordinator. He was the guy that was in Zach Wilson's ear more than even Mike LaFleur was. Tragically, Greg Knapp got into that accident right before training camp and and, and lost his life in a tragic way. You know, and I think his absence was felt. And what did the Jets do that rookie year? They hired his own personal quarterback coach, John Beck, and they had like four different people in his ear, and his head was probably spinning, trying to process everything. Right? And in hindsight, the Jets brass has even said, you know what, maybe we should have had probably a veteran quarterback on the roster that year and let that guy play and let Zach sit, watch, and observe. Well, he got a chance to sit and watch the master over the last few months in Aaron Rodgers. Let's see if it makes a difference. But to the point Ira was making about Nathaniel Hackett, I agree 100%, and I'll tell you exactly why. And I put something out there on the old social media earlier today which kind of illustrates that point, but I'll get into it further when we return. Don't worry, we'll talk Giants as well. They get ready for the Arizona Cardinals this week. Dan Gross' show, live in a living color on this Wednesday, 98.7 ESPN.